The Lodge Activity Board is no longer restricted to just three minutes or under. Join board director Stefan Reynolds and his co-host Dejour as they dive a little deeper into what's happening in Door County. It's time to go beyond the board with FM 106.9, The Lodge. Boy, oh boy, do we have an exciting beyond the board to lay on you nice people this time around. In Studio B with me today, I will have none other than the inimitable Dan Mudbone Tim. And he is, in addition to many other things, what is called a luthier. Find out what a luthier is. Find out also how he conquered cancer to become, well, a uh, much more evolved human being. And hear about a show that another musician's got going on this weekend at the DCA, a young woman named Kathy Greer. We're going to hear all about her big show coming up. And we're even going to have a little picking and a little grinning right here in studio for you. Beyond the board, strap in, hang on. It's going to be a wild ride. The Rocky Mountain Way, brother. <laughs> Scratch my back. Yeah, that tasty lick was compliments of Dan Mudbone Tim, who joins me in Studio B for this Beyond the Board podcast. I'm so excited. This is a first for us to have a musician in studio playing oh. some music, and you sound in fine fettle, brother. Thanks. I appreciate it. And maybe even cooler yet is the fact that that tasty lick came from a guitar that Dan Mudbone Tim built himself. He is what you call technically a luthier. Luthier, luthier or unless we're in Britain, I guess it's luthia. <laughs> luthier, I don't know. <laughs> How did you become a luthier? Um, I broke my guitar and I went on, they didn't have eBay, but I just kind of asked around uh, junior high school if anybody had a guitar that was busted too. And I kind of built a Franken guitar out of both of them. And uh, it was a lot of gluing and sanding, but I made it work. And uh, ever since then, I kind of thought it was kind of cool to, to make my own because the ones out there, no offense, but they're expensive. And, and I hate to say it, but in today's day and age, I don't think you get what you pay for. So so I I made a pledge that I would build them you know, affordable and better. And, and let the community have some fun with them. Because, you know, it could be the difference between uh, another Jimi Hendrix or somebody that could have been that couldn't afford a guitar. You know what I mean? Well, what is so, your background that you can do things like build guitars and play guitars? Um, well, when I was uh, eight or nine years old, I was watching the cartoons like everybody else does. And there was one cartoon called The Archies. And... Uh, they had this song that they played called Sugar, Sugar. I don't know if you ever heard that oh, one. Oh, heck yeah. Pretty sugar, cool. sugar. Do, 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 do. Can you play a little of that one for us? Actually, I, I can't anymore. I forgot. I think I blocked it out of my head. But uh, I, I swore I was going to learn how to play that. But my first obstacle was I, I didn't have a guitar. <laughs> so so I got a, I don't know, back then I think my mom spent six, seven bucks for one of these little, it's about this big, the little acoustic guitars. And I learned to play it on that by myself. 
And uh, after that, um, a couple years later, I learned, I mean, I, I, I'm sure I put my mom and dad through a lot of strain and stress because I was, you know, self-taught, you're, you're kind of making a lot of noise the first couple years. And then uh, finally, I think I was 12, and my dad bought me a, my first electric guitar. It was, a, it was called a Tisco guitar, and, and we got it from Kmart. And I remember back then it was a lot of money, but it was 27 bucks, you know, and man, I loved that thing. And Are I, you just a natural musician? Did you have the music in you? Yeah, I think I did. I had the beat in me and uh, the music came second. But in uh, back then, and I still do, I, I used to write a lot of my own stuff. Um, and, and where I, was all this happening? Where did you grow up? This was all in, in uh, the Detroit area. And so I had a lot of influence, you know, I mean. Motown, that's oh, a good yeah. music town. My high school, um, there's a whole list of famous rockers that came from my high school. Madonna just lived a few, you know, neighborhoods over. Uh, it, it, it was kind of fun. There was always, you know, Bob Seger and the Silver Band, Silver Bullet Band lived nearby. So there was always somebody to go and watch. And I was the worst kind of... I. When I was younger and we'd go on dates, you know, and go see a concert, I was probably not the best date in the world because while she's having fun, I'm like analyzing every move. Oh, he made a mistake. I saw that. No, and you know, and it it was never fun for me, you know. Now lately, I, I've kind of given the anal analysis part up, and I just kind of have fun and watch them. And and one thing I got to say about Door County, because uh, when I left when I left uh, uh, Michigan. I joined the Navy, and when I got out, I got a job in Appleton, my day job. I'm an electrical engineer during the day, and uh, I got a, I ended up moving up to Rhinelander, Wisconsin. I had a nice log house on a lake up there, and I lived there about 30 years. And when I got sick, uh, my wife, who has, she's Japanese, and man, I hate to say this, but the truth is, you know, in America, when, when your parents get old and sick, we always promise to take care of them. And in America, the whole idea of taking care of your parents is you put them in an old folks home, you visit them Hopefully on Saturday. Hopefully a nice one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you say hi, you know, bring them a new box, it depends, and everything's cool, you know. And But in Japan, when they say they need to take care of their parents, it's a whole different ballgame. You either move in with them or they move in with you. Well, I'm glad you've alluded to a couple of things because you mentioned a wife. So even though yep. you weren't maybe a very good date early on, you somehow <laughs> landed her. Oh, yeah. So you've got a wife and also you mentioned being sick. Yeah. You got sick. You're a cancer survivor, yes, in sir. fact. Will you tell yeah. us quickly about that? Yeah. I, uh, uh, time, time is kind of irrelevant to me anymore. But uh, about two years ago, I think it's two years. My wife will correct me if she was here <laughs> or if this has got a place where you could put comments, she'll fix it. But uh, about two years ago, we were camping and uh, I've always had back problems because I fell about 20 years ago and uh, it just, I, I just had such bad nerve pains. We were on a camping trip. Well, it turned out to not be nerve pain. It turned no. out to be the big C, right? It was, Dan? The, it was the big C and uh, it was the worst kind of See, and I don't even like to use the word because I think it gives the word power and it shouldn't have any. But uh, they, they diagnosed me with what they call metatastic prostate cancer stage four. And that's not a good one because he told me, um, and I love my doctor. These doctors over here are the best doctors I've ever had. But uh, he told me that I had about two years 
if I didn't do any chemo, and about four if I did. So then I thought, well, if I do the chemo, is it going to be two more years of agony and stuff? Or yeah, whatever? you don't want to just be sick for the rest of yeah, your life. Yeah. So, but this turned out to be a good outcome because you absolutely. conquered cancer. You are a cancer survivor. Yeah, I, I love, I, I like to to say it, but I always, after I say it, I thank God for that. But uh, basically, uh, as of about a year ago, uh, when they do the, they, about every six months they do a full body scan. And they, they couldn't find any any of it in me at all. And my PSA test, and I, I got to say, if you're a man and you're over 30, if you're not going in every year for a PSA test, you're, you're, you're dancing with the devil. Go in there because this could have been completely curable if I would have gone in regularly. But I didn't because I was too proud. Dan, thanks for that PSA, that public service <laughs> message from Door County Zone FM 106.9 and 93.3 The Lodge, making a difference in northeast Wisconsin, men go and get checked. So we're going to bring it full circle, but uh, we're going to deviate just for a moment as long as we're on the topic of music and we've got such a wonderful musician in Studio A, and I'm sorry, Studio B, I stand corrected. Someday they'll let me into Studio A. We'll see. They would have never known, I don't think. I can only hope. But someone that you're familiar with, Kathy Greer, she is a very talented Door County musician, oh, sure. and she's got a big gig coming up this Saturday night. Kathy Greer and the Troublemakers, they're yeah. going to play at the Door Community Auditorium, and nice. she's doing it up big. She's even going to have with her an eight-piece horn band, wow. which she didn't have the last time I saw her at Husband. Bees garage no. bar and probably a good thing because they yeah. would have had a tough time fitting on that stage there right says here multi-dimensional guitar technique gutsy vocal range and sterling song craft is oh, that sure. pretty much the kathy greer that's you're kathy greer familiar with? yep yep she's 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 got a, an originality that you won't find anywhere else so and that's what i love about door county is there's so much originality when it comes to music and art you know this is the place to be my wife, she joked when uh, I got sick, I was living in Rhinelander, and uh, she decided that I would get better care here and with the Green Bay doctors, which come here. And uh, the joke is that you can see my finger, fingernail marks all down I-29 all the way here because I didn't want to come. But I'll tell you what, once I got here, I started connecting with people and networking and stuff, and I, I realized that I belong here. I, I should have been here 30 years ago. This is this is my home. This is where I I, I be. <laughs> and it might surprise people to know. And by the way, we're glad you're here. That's for sure. You're a righteous dude, uh, for sure. And uh, people might be surprised to know that, in uh, retrospect, you look at this cancer situation and getting sick as something of a gift. Yes. Yeah. No? Yeah. It. It. Uh, you know, I do a lot of praying. It, the long story short is. Uh, when I got the uh, diagnosis, I had to I had to kind of take a look at myself and say, well, am I going to try to go out gracefully or am I going to try to fight and live? And and a lot of people say, well, I'm going to fight it. And all they do is they, they go and they do the chemo and then they go home and have a beer and eat the pizza. But uh, I changed literally everything about myself. I changed the way I eat, the way I think, the way I treat people. I found my place with, with my creator and... I work on that every day. Yeah, because um, Dan, you admittedly were a little bit of a, how shall I say, jackass maybe yeah. prior to being sick and going through this process, this yeah. experience. Yeah, I was not the most, uh, I, well, I'm an engineer and there's an old saying that 
you know, I was a stereotypical engineer. There's a saying that says you can always tell an engineer, you just can't tell them much, you know. And so, you know, I, I just was aloof and I didn't, I'd, I'd be the kind, like if my wife wanted to go to a gathering, I would find a place kind of isolated from it and just look at the watch, hoping that it would be over soon. But now it's different. I'm in there and I'm, I'm, I turned into, I, I turned into a hugger. You know what ah. I mean? <laughs> and, and it, yeah, man, thanks. Bring it in. Yeah, it in. yeah that feels good. I, I do. Right. I love to hug people. And, yeah. and then what happened was when I, when I realized that, that, I, you know, my wife told me, stay off the internet because the internet's going to make you crazy looking up stuff about this cancer and all that stuff. So she says, I'll do all the research. And I'm lucky, I'm blessed to have a personal chef as a wife. So she cooks like you wouldn't believe. So anyway, she figured out my diet. She told me to stay off the internet. Um, but one thing I did sneak is I found out, because I wanted to know what the odds of survivor were, or survival were. And um, it turns out that from metatastic prostate cancer, just to go in remission, the odds are one in 700,000. Oh, my. So right away I knew that I, I must be special in some way, and I'm not trying to boast or brag. No, but, I get it. I know yeah. what you're saying. And and you're, you're uh, definitely embracing this yeah. gift. And so let's bring it full circle because part of the reason we have you here is you've got something very exciting going on with a guitar that yes. you built yourself an original mud bone and you're using it to help door cancer exactly how's this going to go down so i approached door cancer and uh we at one of their board meetings and said i showed them a couple of the guitars i built and i said i'd like to donate a guitar to you guys that you can use for a raffle or an auction but i'd prefer if you do a raffle because auctions you never know you know yeah and, let's make more money right yeah so so the you know, in their defense, they'd never, no one's ever come to them with something like this, you know, and, uh, so they, we're going to give this thing away at fall fest. I understand the granddaddy right. of all festivals oh, in Door yeah. County. It's uh, and what we did was we moved it around Door County. Um, it started out at get real and it moved to, um, uh, the brick lot. And then it went all the way up to the last stop up in Ephraim. And then it's truly your last stop for yeah. Mudbone Guitars. I love yeah. it. So this thing's been on tour and now it's landed at Husby's. You can go and see it, everybody. And more importantly, you can buy a raffle ticket and possibly own this bad boy, this Mudbone original. And uh, you can sound like this. Hit it. Oh, OK. So give us a so, little taste on your Franken strut. Is that it, right? No, Franken strat. No, I, I call it. This is I built this. uh about um actually i finished it two years or two months before i got diagnosed so it does have a little bit of uh special um sentiment sentimental value yeah. the big news is i'm going to be um right winding my own pickups i have my own design that i may patent but it's going to revolutionize i hope the sound of guitars and the sound of pickups we're, Sweet. We're let's hear the sound of this one the frankenstrat everybody Take it away, Mudbone. I'll just do some blues. How's do that? some blues. Love it. Scratch my back, baby. That is the sweet sound of the Frankenstrat. That was an original guitar built by 
Dan Mudbone Tim, who is with us in Studio B for this Beyond the Board, a very special Beyond the Board. Hey, you sound good, man. Thanks. Wow, you're uh, you're kind of a Renaissance man. Do you mind if I use that to describe you? You sure? Do a little I'll just bit look it a, up later. <laughs> yeah, that means you do a lot of interesting things. You're a luthier. You build guitars. You're a musician. You're an electrical engineer. Wow. And we are so fortunate to have had you with us here in Studio B on Beyond the Board. Thank you for spending this time with us. Thank you. Good luck with the big raffle for the Mudbone original guitar. Sure. And, uh, well, could you give us a little... A little tasty treat as we uh, sure. say goodbye, and take us on home, yeah. play us out. What do you got for us? And I got, I, ooh, let me see if anybody can guess what it is. But uh, I also wanted to just, a couple final words. The guitars at Husby's, um, you can buy your tickets there. They're $10 a piece. I want everybody to know that this is not about me. This is about door cancer. And when you buy a ticket, whether you play guitar or not, that money goes to help your local friends and neighbors here that, that are trying to pay their medical bills, but they just don't have enough money to do food, rent, um, clothing. So it's a noble cause. It, it it really does go back to the community. It's not going in somebody's pocket. Very so. well said. So and you have until Fall Fest to pick up those $10 tickets and get in on the raffle, and maybe you'll be the lucky winner. Good on you. Thank you, Mudbone. Hey, so, thank you for having me on and letting me spread the message. Take us home. Hey there. Thanks for listening. Find the latest episodes of Beyond the Board on the TuneIn app, Apple Podcasts, or right on fm1069thelodge.com. Don't forget to be social. Like, share, subscribe, and comment to let us know how you felt about this episode.